In the last episode, we got to speak with Christina Daves, an inventor of a product that was designed to decorate medical boots. She created a brand new space in the industry. No one had a clue that this was needed. Christina became a do-it-yourself publicity expert, and with her first year in the market, she was able to get into 50 media outlets, all for free. How did she manage this? Check out the last episode. But for now, let's talk to KTD. this episode, I get to talk to Katie from Luxembourg. From her LinkedIn, she says she saves people from boring workshops, presentations, speeches, and provide leadership and branding workshops. I recently met Katie and I decided, hey, this is an awesome byline. I absolutely do not like boring workshops or presentations. So she can definitely help me figure out what it is that she does. So here is Katie. Hello. <laughs> I feel a bit intimidated with this presentation that, that you just introduced me. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely not. This is this is very simple. It's just like a conversation. I'm just introducing you <laughs> to my listeners. I know, but it's so cool to to hear those things about yourself. <laughs> I know it is. It is. It's very different, right? When somebody else introduces you. Yeah. Because you're used to introducing yourself on a daily basis or, you know, whenever you're giving presentation, you're introducing yourself. But then when you hear from somebody else, like, whoa, that's what I do. <laughs> exactly. That's magical. <laughs> yeah. So tell me, why, why do you have a, a shoe up on your head? You know, why are you talking to you <laughs> as a phone? Actually, you know, the, the, the story is about this. This is literally my trademark that... Uh, my friends and my clients told me that definitely the red shoes are your trademark because wherever you're uh, popping in, doing the, doing presentation, doing workshop, doing uh, public speaking, you always have those red shoes. Yeah. Um, and so I was like thinking, yeah, that's actually an, a good idea, a good thing to, to make it my trademark. Mm -hmm. And then I was thinking maybe it would be nice to have my trademark on my um, profile picture. Absolutely. And, you know, I told it to the photographer and girls were like, like how we can do it. Mm -hmm. And then we actually did a couple of shots with uh, me having a phone next to my, next to my ear. So like, you know, standard, normal talking. Yeah. And then, and then one of them was like, oh, let's change it for the shoe. Mm -hmm. And so we did. And, and so the, it's there. And I have to tell you this, it took me a while um, since the moment that the picture was taken until mm. the moment to actually post it as my uh, profile picture. Yeah. Because I was afraid that people will think that I'm in shoe business, which I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's, but that's it, so funny. Yeah, but it's like in the end, it actually creates um, a nice startup conversation always. Yeah. Because people do ask about that. Mm -hmm. and, and yeah, that's, it's a great that's icebreaker. Cool. Yeah, exactly. So it's like I already... I, I thought to myself that it's actually exactly what I'm doing. So I'm already initiating the conversation without starting it even. Mm -hmm. So that's, um, that's a pretty cool thing. Yeah. So yeah, that was the long story about the fact that it's just my no, trademark. That's a perfect, that's <laughs> a perfect length story. Um, so how did you get into this? And, you know, how, how did you decide that, you know, you're going to help people and save people from the boring workshops and presentations? So that's going to be a longer story, definitely. That's fine. But I'll, I'll try not to bore you or, or the listeners of the podcast today. No, no, we're absolutely um, appreciative. 
And so the idea, like from the beginning, um, because I studied economics and I really was keen on doing things in finance and so on. And that's what I did. Yeah. But uh, there was like every time wherever I went and I was doing the job, eventually I was actually doing workshops for people or being a coach or mentor mm -hmm. for the startuppers, for, you know, for those who just came to the company. Yeah. Then I had a team that I, that I managed, which was also, I was more guiding them and in, instead of actually, you know, doing the, the job because they were there to do the job. So I was, I was the coach. I was the, the guide. Mm -hmm. Also, the other thing is that I always loved to talk. My mm -hmm. mom, it, it was always laughing that since I learned how to talk, I was talking 24 seven. So they were, <laughs> my, yeah, my, my family was very happy when I actually was sleeping. So there's a peace <laughs> and quiet at home. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, after about, I think, five or six years working in finance, mm. I had a burnout. Yeah. I was fed up with dealing with numbers, dealing with uh, things which were interesting, but I had a feeling that I already learned a lot and yeah. I felt stuck. So, you know, as mm. I'm not the type of person you now to sit down and fall into depression. Yeah. I started looking for help, support. I got myself a couple of coaches to, to mm. go through certain things. And yeah. uh, I, ended, I ended up actually doing an MBA, Master in Business Administration. Nice. Because I thought to myself, I need to know, I want to know more than finance because there is more than finance in the companies to do. And I can do more. And the yeah. first week, first week I remember was very intense. And we had classes, you know, from nine o'clock in, in the morning to nine o'clock in the evening, seven mm -hmm. days. And on the weekend, we, we had the seminar where we had, you know, finally more time to actually talk to each other. And everybody were like asking me, okay, so, so what's your background? What you do? I'm like, yeah, I'm in finance. Like, you? In finance? <laughs> no way. You're a people person. You know, you're a performer and, and so on and so on. And I think, you know, when 29 people who sits next to you repeats mm -hmm. that to you for yeah. almost, you know, a year and a half, almost two years of, mm -hmm. of studies, um, you start understanding that there is something about it. Yeah. And uh, you start looking and digging further. So after getting my MBA, I also get some certifications as a coach, mm -hmm. as a business trainer. Yeah, And I started figuring out what I can do with the knowledge that I have mm -hmm. and, and how I can actually help people. And the fact that I've actually been sitting in my life on several workshops, mm -hmm. which were extremely boring. Yeah. Um, and yeah, things that, well, you know, just you, you sit through the workshop that should um, teach you, you know, people management. Yeah. And, and you end up falling asleep in the middle of it. <laughs> it's it's yeah. not, it's not, it's not working. It's, it's yeah. not working. And I will not learn anything from that. Mm -hmm. And I think it was also a couple of ideas that I got from my, from my MBA school um, that, you know, things that we had there, the, the, the classes and everything were very engaging. Yeah. We were, of course, there were moments when we were sitting in the class and had to, you know, jot down everything, 
that was on the on the blackboard but mm-hmm. most of the time they were very interactive things and um i remember even one of the exams was actually an acting exercise you know oh, nice. and uh, yeah that was the, the the exam was actually to give um to give a presentation in form of you know um kind of a a theater play a short theater play Mm-hmm. Uh, to present a certain um, information from the book or from the article that we've been given. Yeah. And that was so awesome. And mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed that. And I thought to myself, like, if they can do it, why I can't do it, of course, for the smaller scale and not doing the MBA. Yeah. But literally passing that knowledge and that practice further. Mm-hmm. And literally, that's what I do. I I engage people whenever I speak, whenever I present workshop provide workshop you know powerpoint is there probably just to um time uh, time the exercise that we're doing mm-hmm. uh, but most of the time there are other things that i use so i i let people dance i let people walk around the office and, and pick up some things and uh, uh, sometimes we use balloons sometimes we use spaghetti Nice. Sometimes we use Lego blocks uh, for the exercises, mm-hmm. and it, it is amazing how how people actually open up. And in the end, how you get the information that, oh yeah, that was a novelty and that was amazing, and I remember this and that, and I remember so much more because it was so fun. Yeah. And and yeah, so it's um, it's this. It's it's the moment when you in the end, you hear people saying thank you with very you know, big smile and you can see that they really learned something and um, they enjoyed it. You realize that you actually helped. Yeah. That's really amazing. That's, that's awesome. Thank you. (laughs) Um, You know, what's funny is uh, I spoke to uh, another gentleman uh, last week. Mm -hmm. Tell me that he is the, he's an advocate for ADHD. And I saw some of his videos and he was extremely engaging. Like people mm-hmm. are not looking at their phones. They're not looking at, you know, around trying to write something down or doodling because the speaker was so engaging that, you know, everybody was into mm-hmm. what he was talking about and they were paying attention. And I was like, that's really cool. And that's, you know, that's something that I, I see uh, a parallel with what you're talking about mm-hmm. and how you create your presentations interactive and in get, you know bringing in different artifacts no it's a, i think it's one of the things i've as i've been through that and as i've been bored on several presentations and several mm-hmm. workshops yeah um and also i found that it is my talent to uh to wake up people and to yeah. engage them Mm-hmm. And even if I if I do a short speech, it is mm-hmm. something that I I use the whole body to make a story out of it, nice. and that's what really people enjoy because they are very often people are afraid to um, do public speaking. That's yes. one of the things, and um, mainly it is because they feel that they will look like a clown. Mm-hmm. So. Honestly, like the moment that I'm coming out and I'm mm-hmm. actually doing a bit of a clown presentation yeah. sometimes, yeah. they get relaxed because they know that they can do more. And um, further on, next steps, they're actually able to, 
to do something engaging on their own, you know, especially for managers that nice. I work with later on, they, they can actually go and, and they do go and, and further spread this kind of joy and happiness around, mm -hmm. which is amazing. Yeah. And yeah. That's really cool. Um, I, I mean, I, I, so public speaking is definitely some of the, you know, one of the scariest things, like people are more scared of public speaking <laughs> than death itself. Right. It's, okay. it's been talked about in many books and many people, you know, claim that. Yeah. I've heard that, but I think I'm like literally last week, I realized that I am probably one of the rare, very rare people that mm -hmm. I was never afraid of public speaking. Yeah. And I remember I, my, my first like big speech, uh, when I was welcoming the, uh, the, I was in the eighth grade and I was welcoming yeah. the kids who just started school mm -hmm. and, you know, the room is full of parents, teachers and everybody. Yeah. And I have, you know, a couple of sentences prepared on, on, mm -hmm. you know, a scrap of paper. Yeah. And I remember that the moment that I got out, the microphone started buzzing and there yeah. was a big problem with it. Um, you know, the technician started running around to fix the new microphone. It didn't work either. So I'm literally standing in the middle and normally I should probably run away or stress myself out. Yeah. But there was a moment when, you know, the new, I think it was the third microphone that was in and it started buzzing as well. I just moved on the sides from the microphone mm -hmm. and I used my ability and my strong voice to simply project and make people being so quiet that I could literally hear the flies buzzing, you know, outside. Yeah. And it was an amazing experience. And I think I was about, I think 14 at that time. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that great experience gave me this confidence that if I can speak in front of, I think it was about 500 people without wow. the microphone. Yeah. I can pretty much do public speaking all no, the time. That's, that's an amazing ex first experience because, yeah. you know, it's those experiences that build on, you know, you build on top of. Exactly. But if you, you know, if somebody else, you know, if they've never had that experience to speak in front of a large crowd without a microphone or, you know, just being able to do mm -hmm. that, then, you know, that's where those um, things come in and, and, you realize, okay, this is this is something crazy. Yeah, that's awesome. No, and yeah, those kind of moments, you know, like you remember them. Sometimes then you forget because you're following somebody else's dream path. Yeah, uh, of you being yeah, like for me, being successful in finance that that didn't work that much mm -hmm. for me. But then, when you start working on uh, in, on yourself and on what is actually why you are actually here on earth to do things mm -hmm. you're finding out those those stories from the past and realizing that it was actually a very strong experience and strong positive experience yeah. uh, you can grow on and like i remember when i first told that story to, to a couple of my friends they were like oh my god that's so awesome yeah. i would probably freak out yeah i'm like yeah i i could have freaked out <laughs> and i was most probably, I do remember that I was stressing, but I, I think I was more stressed with the fact that the technician cannot manage the microphone yeah. than the fact that um, I'm standing in the middle of, of the stage yeah. and not doing anything. And so, 
yeah, but no, it's it was it was so cool. It was so great. And I remember, you know, people who I didn't know at all congratulating me on uh on making, you know, the whole crowd silent. Nice. And yeah. I, I wish that everybody had such a <laughs> such positive experience right? with yeah. public speaking. Yeah. Yeah, those positive experiences and then and then the the crowd coming up to you and congratulating you, you know motivates you even more and then you're like you know what i got this this is <laughs> yeah exactly so here it says you're also a brand developer and you help um find your values and yeah. create goals so how do you go about doing that yes so it is a long process mm -hmm. it's not happening in the day oh, no. um no that's uh, some some people actually think that oh yeah can is, is this brand development so i'm like uh, we just redo my LinkedIn profile or something. Like that. If you want to redo your LinkedIn profile, we can do that as well mm -hmm. within the process. But first, we do several exercises, and that's where um, my coaching knowledge is is, is kicking in. Mm -hmm. uh, we go through the process literally and through several exercises as well mm -hmm. uh, on on defining the values. So there are plenty of things that people think that it's their value, yeah. but when they start really thinking about it, several things um, like even career, success, and money mm -hmm. go on the side to have values like, um, for me, for example, my first main values is um, creativity, is freedom, and it's my family. Yeah. And uh, whatever I do further, it's uh, around those three values. And people realize that, you know, they always think that, yeah, money is important for them so it's their value mm -hmm. but then they were when they start digging in they realize that actually that is the least important thing Absolutely, yeah yeah and and that they actually cherish the fact of um uh, having stability but stability doesn't mean a steady income it might mean you know have um have a person you love yeah. have um, the ability you know to um to travel a bit or to have a house that they dreamt of mm -hmm. And, and that's the stability for them. So we start with values and then we go further on what kind of message and what things they actually can do. We also analyze um, this, their strengths and their weaknesses yeah. and verify, okay, you're in the job right now, but it seems, for example, that you're not so happy with. Yeah. Let's verify all those things to create a brand that you can literally sell further as um as your career brand as in your next step in the career mm -hmm. and the great thing that lately i've heard many people saying that um each of us is a brand and that that's a true yeah and it is even yeah and even it's like some people don't realize it and i think the first thing is when you realize that you are a brand and the moment you're going for the interview or going to do business you are this you're bringing this value to 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 people that means that you have to know what you're actually bringing there yeah and that is something when when people realize that okay so i actually don't want to work in this but how i change mm -hmm. i'm just let's start being true to yourself let's be authentic let's be you yeah and as as an life example from my own experience mm -hmm. i'm a person who's very energetic bubbly and 
I always uh, I always wear colors. It's like the red shoe is one of the things, but mm-hmm. I always have colors around me. And uh, in finance world, mm-hmm. it's not so good to have too many colors. It's not appreciated. It's not appreciated. Mm-hmm. And so like, if you have like, you know, just earrings, which are um, colorful, but they are small mm-hmm. and not noticeable, yeah. that's okay. Yeah. But when you come in a suit, which is, uh, you know, I don't know, a blue suit, for example, mm-hmm. or you suddenly have even a black suit, but you have a, a really red shirt yeah. that stands out. People are looking say, oh, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you doing it? Why are you standing down? Yeah. Because that's me. Mm-hmm. That's your personality. And you want to be exactly, loud. You want to be, my... And that, that also makes you feel strong and confident. Exactly. And that's, that's my part of confidence. That's my part of being me simply. Yeah. So I, I can't dump colors mm-hmm. and okay, I have my dark days and I try to, you know, just wear black or gray, mm-hmm. but um, I think it's also like the more gray it's outside. Now we're getting into winter. Yeah. The more gray it's outside, the more colors I wear. Mm-hmm. You and not add color to the gray weather. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It it doesn't mean that in the summer that I'm turning, you know, all my clothes are black or gray. Yeah. I still I still wear colors, yeah. but I think um, like most people, I don't stop doing that mm-hmm. in uh, in the fall and in the winter. Yeah. Um, but again, coming back to this branding, I know this is a part of me, and and this branding thing is literally for me, re- happy helping people to realize mm-hmm. that. It is the most, the most important thing is that they know who they are, that they know how to present that and Absolutely. that they are authentic and, and they are willing to live the life as they should instead of, you know, getting in the box of this or that. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That was a, you know, really inspiring story and how, how you go about, <laughs> you know, getting everybody up and engaged so you mentioned that one of your hobbies that you wish or you practice half of it <laughs> in your mm-hmm. job is acting uh tell me, yes. tell me a little more about that you know i recently <laughs> um joined a group uh called backstage.com and it is mm-hmm. the premier location where actors professional actors actually go to find their casting calls that's where the casting calls oh, cool. are, are, you know, put on uh, for like House of Cards, TV show, movies, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So I joined Backstage.com and I got to do a small part in a commercial um, two weeks ago. And wow. It felt, it felt, Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's a little, <laughs> little commercials for a patient. You know, I'm pretending to be an old patient and, you know, I've got bad knee. <laughs> so it was pretty funny. But it was a good experience, and I, I got to meet some of the other actors that were there who were also acting, and I t- started talking to them and getting to know them a little bit. So Backstage.com is one of the apps uh, that's, that's got mm-hmm. that casting calls. So uh, tell me a little bit you know, about your experience and you know, what are you planning to doing to actually get into <laughs> it? Um. I already, during my life, I already did a bit of acting. Oh, nice. It was not in commercial or not in movies. Uh-huh. Maybe I will get that there eventually. Sure. 
um, I hope. <laughs> uh, I'm actually, since I was a kid, I fell in love with the theater. And um, so the case was that my mom was a teacher. So whenever she was going with her class to the theater, uh-huh. she was always taking me along. Uh-huh. And I enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. Uh, she often organized also going backstage mm-hmm. to to meet the actors and talk to them, and I was always looking at them like with the you know just goofy eyes and like oh my god it's so amazing. Yeah. And when I so when I was uh, when I was a kid and when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. uh, there was a group of this kind of you know the small group of theaters for theater for kids yeah. where we could exercise things mm-hmm. and. We had um, a very cool guy who was uh, who was uh, teaching there, mm. and one of the things he he really liked creating stuff by, on his own, and he was creating uh, simply plays for us mm. that we could really engage. Yeah. And I remember one of the great things was he combined a couple of Shakespeare's mm. uh, plays in one, and we had something. Oh, it was. Something like, you know, Romeo and Juliet slash Macbeth slash Hamlet slash several other things nice. that he managed to combine together, yeah. which created a funny story that kids could act and they, we could learn also a bit more the momentums, you know, of especially in Hamlet and in Macbeth. Uh, amazing, amazing, amazing things that I, I really liked. To, uh, I liked at that time to read, to read and, and watch. Mm-hmm. And so I think he was engaging me already with, uh, with the, you know, especially with the, the things like the postures that you do, that you should manage the, um, your role and, and be into the role and prepare. Yeah. It was, it was my first lesson and my first touch with, uh, with acting mm. with presentations. And, uh, yeah, always every year we had the performance for, for all the other kids yeah. from, from the neighborhood. Yeah. Which was also, you know, very cool because again, I'm on the stage and I exercise and I'm not afraid of going out in front of people. And then, then I stopped it for quite a while. Yeah. I think that uh, high school and uh, university time, it was the time when I uh, was going, you know, for the idea, like what what to do with life, whether that's okay. Then it was the idea of finance coming in. So I forgot a bit uh, about the theater. Yeah. But um, so, just just to, that just so to tell you, I'm originally coming from Poland, uh-huh. and I actually moved to Luxembourg twelve years ago. Oh, okay. And the first thing is, you know, you come to the totally strange country, you don't know people around. Mm-hmm. I wanted to know more people than just those friends that I met at work. Yeah. So I found um, a girl who was creating um, a Polish amateur theater here. Mm-hmm. And we were doing acting in Polish for the Polish audience here. And I think the first play that we did was based, uh, was a quite a grand uh, play at that time, uh, written by the Polish guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was called Testosterone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was, you know, in the Testosterone play, you had only, so you had seven characters, yeah. which were only men. Oh, interesting. And yeah, and in our group, we only had two guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was very funny because we managed to actually, you know, ladies yeah. becoming guys eventually. <laughs> and the, the funniest experience ever, yeah. you know, if people, people were asking me, how do I manage to get on the stage? Yeah. Uh, 
I'm like, I'm not actually getting on the stage because they were pulling my character on the stage. Yeah. So I, even if I don't want to, I will be pulled out. Yeah. Yeah. So I, that's no problem. And then it just goes. And it was a very funny thing. And yeah. I remember audience was confused at the beginning because they saw women mm-hmm. there, but they were they knew they knew the play and what is it about more or less. And then like, yeah, but those women are guys. Yeah. And yeah, so it was very it was a very cool experience but we literally um turned around um you know the old roman and greek theater when only men were playing and, and men were playing women yeah here it was the inversion of it that the inversion. well you know you want yeah. to know something funny tell me the character of mickey mouse at disneyland yeah uh you know that that walks around with the costume yeah yeah is actually a girl inside Oh, because men, you know, they're they're usually not at that height. Usually, men, you know, have yes. taller heights. They're more, yeah. you know, they have more body mass. But women, you know, they're usually, you know, they're skinnier and they can fit into inside. Yeah, we can fit into that. Yeah. So that's so. Oh, but that's awesome. Yeah. So all over the world, <laughs> wherever there's Disney Disneyland. Inside a Mickey Mouse costume. There's a girl. There's a girl. That's great. Good for us women. Like, yes, right? we can do it. We can be a man. <laughs> no, but it's like I, I literally had yesterday the discussion about, um, you know, gender equality and all those mm-hmm. things. And, and it's a very funny thing. It's um, For me, it's a very important topic, but it's also a topic that sometimes um, people tend to overwrite in, in the way that it's only about women and and women being you know that we need to be like men but i don't want to be like men there are certain things that's you know i can use a hammer but from the other side i still like when my husband opens the door in front of me and it's so so beautiful yeah so um a really good uh connection of mine juliet herman on linkedin she had a post Mm -hmm. she listed all of the qualities of men and all of the quality mm-hmm. of women and yeah. the post was you know lessons from women and men on linkedin yeah and you know lessons from women is you know they're intelligent creative innovative combined leadership with team player spirit spirit yeah collaborative collaborative and willing to share knowledge multitask aficionados nurturing and recognizing greatness in others tremendous mm-hmm. inner strength persistent and able to break through barriers, unstoppable courage, communication <laughs> gurus. And the lessons from men were that, you know, strong and willing to go up against someone twice their size. Yeah. <laughs> stand up for their ideas. They're pragmatic, gifted problem solvers, perseverant mm-hmm. despite the odds, laser focused, practice fake it till you make it. <laughs> competitive and believe they will win and they visualize success so i was like wow that is a really great list and both lessons from men and women they're different and that's absolutely the nature of men and women that doesn't mean that they're not equal it means that they both bring they both are compatible for each other you know they're exactly they fill in the gaps the other doesn't have you know doesn't exactly And, and that's the power of um power of equality uh so i will recommend that you connect with her she's a, an awesome you know uh 
practitioner. Oh, definitely. I'll definitely check her out. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, I, I also think that it's it's very awesome. We should not think about you know, if we talk about gender equality, it's not about pushing uh, ourselves to be you know. I don't want to be like men, as I said, and I don't yeah. want men being like me. Exactly. It's there are so many things that I can learn from. Uh, from the guys around me and yeah. i also find like i find also very a lot of values mm -hmm. that i can learn from other women around me we can that's that's why you know each of us is totally different and not only you know gender wise but also each person is different and has other qualities to share yeah and it is so awesome to you know to be able to 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 talk to each other and i have to tell you like for me Mm -hmm. Late, late, my latest LinkedIn experience are mm -hmm. uh, amazing. I'm connecting with people from all over the world. Yeah, I, I, you know, I have plenty of connections, and which are not only connections yeah. on on the number. Yeah, but they are um, becoming good communication people. That mm -hmm. we start talking. We, of course, we don't talk. You know, twenty four hours a day. No, but no. We, we talk from time to time it's like it's like with you we've connected exactly we started talking and and then it's like yeah by the way let's do this recording i'm like okay yeah. why not why not yeah it's it's awesome yeah. yeah and and that's exactly that's exactly what for me is all about that you know finding equality but finding maybe not only equality but finding learning points from each other and, yes. and being able to learn and being able to grow and yeah that's that's so great that you know the world is so different and exactly and we can really grow you know thanks to other people who are around us yeah absolutely well this was an excellent you know we had an excellent chat and i really appreciated you taking the time out of your day and coming on the podcast and and teaching us a thing or two about how to be better at you know how to be not so boring when you're giving presentations. Yeah. Um, and where can, how to be how to be better at being you, simply. <laughs> yes, absolutely. For we all bring our own qualities and our own uh, personal experiences to to the world. So tell the audience where can they reach you? Where where can they get in touch with you? I do have a website. So on the side of finding me on LinkedIn under my family name that's mm -hmm. a bit complicated mm -hmm. my first name is katy k-a-t-y and mm -hmm. my surname dzevska okay. it's written d-y-z-e-w-s-k-a mm -hmm. i also have a website where you can find me at katy d awesome and there are my contact details my email mm -hmm. you can reach me at any time mm -hmm. preferably actually by email and then yeah. we can I'm very happy to schedule with with people the virtual coffee mm -hmm. and and have a chat and see if there is a way that we can work together and if I can help people being a better speaker, being a better leader and and build, build their awesome brand. Fantastic, that is perfect. Uh, I'll be sure to include the links to your website and the link to your LinkedIn on the show notes. And, that would be wonderful. Uh, and then I uh, will share a a blurb and a, a <laughs> we'll share the blurb about the podcast uh, on LinkedIn and Instagram as well. So people can reach you. That's awesome. The many different social media networks that we have 
we have available. I'm, I'm, I'm actually very excited for, for people to hear it and, and even for myself to hear Absolutely. the full conversation. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's so cool. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. It, it's, it's been amazing. It's, I think the, the whole journey that I've been on since, uh, since a couple of years, mm -hmm. it's getting me to the point, to a very happy and very positive point in my life. Yeah. And I'm very happy that you're a part of uh, that journey. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for your time. In the next episode, we get to speak with Marilyn King. She's a message maker, entrepreneur, personal branding expert. She's the founder and CEO of The Expert of Choice, where she helps engage with consultants, coaches, and entrepreneurs. So tune in again tomorrow.